Welcome to the Holistically Healthy Podcast, where I, Sedona Treganing, nutritional therapy practitioner and NASM certified trainer, bust health myths and teach you how to become the healthiest, most confident version of you. All right. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Holistically Healthy Podcast. Today, I thought it would be really cool to bring on a friend of mine that I've actually never met in person, but we've known each other online probably for, I don't know, maybe like six, seven years now. And her name is Kira. So she's actually an online coach with her bachelor's in exercise science. And she primarily works with women. And she's the owner of Strong Sisters United LLC, which I think is so cool. It's a a coaching business. So the reason why I brought her on is because I feel like, you know, we've both been lifting for almost like nine years now. And we've really transitioned from more of a, a super focus on just physique building and, you know, being more a prisoner to like our food in the gym to being able to like reach our physique goals, but just have fitness kind of supplement our life. And so I think it's really important, you know, just like in when we're thinking of holistic health to have fitness supplement your life rather than have it take over your life. So that's going to be the goal of this podcast is just to kind of give you guys our experiences on how we went from, like I said, feeling more like we have to work out and more like restricted with food to having that freedom. So with that being said, hello, Kieran. Welcome to the episode. Thank you. It's an honor. It is really crazy to think that we've never met in person. <laughs> yeah, I know. And so I really wanted to hear your story with how you went from being more physique focused and having more disordered eating habits and maybe even wanting to compete to feeling more in control with your overall health and just more free with your food. So do you want to just kind of run through like the main points that got you from A to B? Yeah, definitely. So I started my journey very young and definitely with like a heavy influence in the bodybuilding space. So that quickly became into, that quickly got me into a thinking of like, okay, I have to look this certain way. I have to eat a certain style of eating, a certain diet in order to be the best at this or to look a certain way. I don't even think my original goals were to step on stage at all. I did, didn't love it, realized it wasn't for me, but I just became so fixated on how I looked, how my stomach looked, how my legs looked, how like I was so consumed with what my body looked like. And I probably thought of food a thousand times a day, just thinking, what am I going to eat next? How is this going to fit my macros? I would plan out everything the night before of what I was going to eat. Not to say that's bad. There can be benefits to planning, but whenever it kind of consumes you in a way where it was like taking me away from family events, taking me away from hanging out with friends and doing social things, that's when it took me years to realize it, but that's when I realized like, oh, okay, this, I can't be doing this for the rest of my life. It probably was like three or four years of having this mindset, as we kind of spoke about before, being chained to your fitness journey, like having it almost control you versus something that can supplement your life. And for me, what really helped me was getting out of the environment that I was in and spending a lot of time alone and realizing like, oh, I don't want to miss out on these things that I'm missing out on and kind of slowly challenging myself to break away from like the habits and the mindsets that I had in the past of weighing myself every day, taking measurements every day, taking progress pictures every day, tracking everything I eat. Like I had to challenge myself, okay, Tuesday, I'm not going to track my calories. I'm not going to track my macros. I'm going to step away from this and 
just try to listen to my body and eat like a normal human. And it took a really long time for me to be able to even do that because for me, it was like, if I don't have this number that I have to hit or this goal, like I feel like I'm out of control. I don't have the control. So there's a lot more in this story too, but it took a lot of me practicing, trying, giving myself grace. Changing my environment really helped me a lot. And learning to listen and honor my body to now where I can be in a place where I'm not consumed with how I look. I hardly ever look in the mirror or take pictures of my body in terms of like progress photos or anything like that. I have no food guilt. If I want to go out to eat and have something, I have no shame, no fear of, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have a burger. I honestly, Sedona, I don't think I had a burger for like probably up until two years ago, my entire life. Oh, it's dang. like, I yeah, I just, yeah, I just was like, no, no, that would be so bad for my health. I could never do that. That's way too many calories. And now I'm definitely in a place where it's like, okay, if I want a burger and I'm hungry enough to eat a burger, girl, I'm eating the burger. So there's been a lot on that journey, but I definitely did start in a place where I, and I honestly thought I could never get out of it. I thought I'm stuck here. There's no way I would see other people live a normal life. And I was just like, oh, there's no way I can do that. It's so literally, I can relate to so many things you're saying. Huge with the whole, the just food consumed me where I was like, every single second of the day, I was just counting down the times where I could eat again because I wasn't giving my body enough food. And so I was, oh my gosh, like I, I'm so hungry. So I would always be like having a seltzer or having something to keep me full. I was never satiated from the time I woke up, from the time I, I went to bed, it was just always food. And I think that's what a lot of people struggle with when they're not eating enough. And you know, also the whole thing of, can I do this for the rest of my life? This is driving me crazy. So yeah, and I, I think like a big turning point for me was when I went on vacation because um, I used to always turn down vacations with family because I, I couldn't let go of the control of my food and just being able to go to the gym. And so when I finally went on vacation with my family to Aruba, it was this amazing vacation. And I was like, I, I literally can't do this anymore. I can't live like this anymore. And so I really challenged myself to let go. And I remember when I got back from vacation, it was the first time where I didn't track my food for like a week. And I got back and I actually lost a pound. And that's not because I was you know, restricting food. It was just, I was eating whole foods. I was listening to my body. I was staying active and I just happened to lose a pound, which was crazy. So that was kind of my turning point. But do you have something that was your turning point for you? I feel like there were probably a lot of turning points for me. I would say one of them was I was in college and there was this girl that I would lift with frequently. And she had a really similar past to like you and I of being like, in the bodybuilding space and very like overconsumed with food, her life, all these things. And she really came out of that. And when I became friends with her, she was in a place where she was like working out was just fun for her. She was like, I'm literally just doing this because it's fun. I don't care if I skip a day. I'm doing this so that like I can go for longer bike rides with my boyfriend. She would go out to eat like it was not a problem or she would go on vacation with her family and have like no stress, be excited to go and not be like me where I was like, oh my God, like I have to find a gym while I'm there. How am I going to make this work? So consumed with it and seeing her live that lifestyle, I was, oh my gosh, if she can do it, I'm sure that I can. And then I would say, honestly, I had another big turning point when I went on vacation 
And every summer, my family will go to Maine. We went to Maine. This was the first summer since starting my fitness journey, I guess you could say, where I didn't get a gym membership. I didn't get a membership for the week. I didn't work out for the week. I didn't meal prep anything. This was amazing. I didn't even think once while I was there, like, oh my gosh, I should be going to the gym. I was like, no, I have way more energy to do the fun activities like surf, hike. I'm not too tired to hang out with my grandma. I just felt like such a normal, healthy human. Yeah, I think it's also just thinking of, am I going to regret this? I, it's so cheesy when people say it. That's the number one thing when you ask someone on their deathbed or something is like, you know, I, I wish I didn't stress as much or I wish I enjoyed life more. Like those simple things. And so uh, to me, that's ever since I really, really thought about that and let it sit with me. Because it's one thing to hear things, but it's another thing to like actually reflect on something someone tells you and apply it to your life. When I finally like reflected on it and applied it to my life, that was also huge for me to where even now I'm on this gut healing protocol and there have been experiences where like, you know, I was able to go on a a 30 day trip across the West Coast. And to me, it would have ruined. I I basically try to find balance or it would have ruined my trip if I was trying to track my food all the time. I wouldn't have been able to fully be present in the moment. So I try to find a good balance. And that's really what I find is really helpful. It's trying to find a good balance to where you're able to still be a healthy human, you know, eat nutritious foods and get exercise, but not to where it's going to take away your life. You're missing out on experience that you're going to regret. Right. That's so huge. And honestly, I think, too, I had a somewhat similar experience kind of recent, I guess, last year where I was kind of out of nowhere. I honestly had had pretty good digestion. I didn't really feel like I ever experienced anything crazy. And then a year, maybe even less than a year ago, you'll love this because this is up our alley, but I was having chronic diarrhea for months. And my fiance was like, okay, well, you know what to do. Like you need to start looking into it and, you know, see what's up. And he had been gluten-free for like four or five years because he had had the exact same problem. And he was like, whenever I did my elimination diet and I removed gluten, everything changed. And I was like, gosh, I actually was like, I don't think I can do that because I was in a place now where I'm like, if I put any restriction on myself, I'm afraid that it will lead to me going in the opposite direction. But at least for me, I found and realized once I started eliminating gluten and my symptoms did change tremendously. And honestly, getting off birth control, I think was the main thing that completely fixed it for me. Gluten definitely helped. And I've reintroduced it since then. But the second that I got off birth control, it was gone. My body was back to regular bowel movements. I felt amazing. But anyway, where I was going with this was I was even afraid to do something like that that would only be benefiting my health because I was afraid. I've gone so much in the other direction of like, I don't want to restrict myself because I have this balance. But once I kind of was able to work through that, I guess you could say limiting belief and kind of get into a place where I'm like, oh, I'm doing this because it will be a lot better for my body. It's not necessarily restrictive. It's something that's going to make me feel better in every single other way, prevent me from like further illness and other problems that I probably will face shortly down the road if I continue like this. So I don't know if that exactly made sense to my point where I was going, but I feel like when you have the goal of I'm doing this for my literal gut health, my internal health, my hormonal health, it can make things a little bit less maybe daunting if you're somebody who's sort of dealt with 
and you can maybe speak for yourself on this too, but at least for me, I was like, this helped me and knowing that I did this didn't feel as like I was going back into a path of, oh no, I'm like restricting myself from something and from having this freedom. But it was more so I'm doing this for my health. And I mean, going gluten-free honestly is not hard. If there's anything you could do, that's probably the easiest thing you could start with. Yeah, no, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I think a lot of people like sometimes, so it's actually interesting. I feel like I get less clientele now that I've been more into like holistic nutrition because I think people want the, some people are afraid to like restrict foods. Maybe they've come from like a similar background from what we have come from and they're really afraid to make that change. But I think it's just from a lack of education. Like, I don't know about you, but you know, I see these online coaches and I've definitely done this before I got educated where I post like about like having energy drinks and like having quest bars and, you know, having sugary foods as long as it hits my macros. And I think it's changing a little bit, but there's this misconception that you can eat whatever you want as long as it hits your macro goals. And so I think a lot of people are like, why would I restrict foods? Why would I place that restriction on myself again when it doesn't matter? But then when you start to get educated, that's why we really try and educate our clients. And I try and post online is just it's not necessarily restricting yourself because you can still have those things. It's just realizing what they do to you. So then you can make an informed decision like on birth control. You probably didn't know that it would screw up your body. Um, no, no, no. I was yeah. put on it for like a year. I feel like every woman is like, oh, I was put on it because I had acne. I was put on it because of this or like or ultimately because you don't want to be pregnant, of course. But no, they do not tell you anything. Yeah, it's really bad. And that's where it's hard again, because I've been there where I wasn't super educated on nutrition and there's still so much I can learn, but at least I know like the important basics. But it's really hard when, you know, people are giving information that, you know, sugar isn't bad and, you know, in small quantities, it's fine. But these things aren't bad for you. When in reality, you're not telling them the detriments of these things, just like your doctor did with your birth control. So I think it's just really important to have the information that you need to make an informed decision. For example, I was just in Florida with family and we went out to like this make your you can make your pancakes on this grill. Oh, actually, you're in Florida. Have you ever seen that? You were so close to me. You were 30 minutes away from me. How did I not know this? Oh, really? <laughs> I know exactly where that is. Yeah, that's so funny. In Melbourne. Yeah. Oh my I'm, God, I'm going there tomorrow night, actually. But that's really, really funny. I'll have to let you know next time I'm down there because my family's there. But oh, yeah. so we, we obviously I'm not going to pass that up. You know, they had gluten free right. pancakes and I can make them in front of me. So that's where, yeah, you probably shouldn't have pancakes for breakfast all the time. But I know what it's going to do to me and I know how to handle it. So it's not that I'm like, oh, I can't have this food. It's like, oh, I might feel like shit later, but that's okay because as long as I'm not going to totally overeat because I don't feel like I'm restricted, like I know I can have this thing. So I'm going to have a little bit of it and then I'm going to go for a walk after to help manage my blood sugar so that I don't feel super fatigued. So it's just really cool when you have that information. I feel like it maybe, you know, helps people not feel as restricted. Yeah, definitely. I remember like a while ago I had... Because I definitely was in that same kind of world of like, well, hey, if it fits your, you know, your macronutrient goals, your calorie goals, like you're you're good, like you're going to make progress, which you sure probably will and might along the way, but can guarantee you, you are not going to feel that great. And honestly, it will not be sustainable. So I had my first 
not my first client, but like a first client where I had this specific situation with where she came to me and she was like, hey, every single day, like I kind of have some candy at the end of the day. I was thinking in my head and I was like, I'm about to tell her in a different way, like we're going to have to change that. You trust me on this, especially with what she was going through and how she was feeling and her goals. I was like, this is not get, it's not going to help you. It's only making everything you're doing harder. The reason that you constantly are wanting to have more candy is because you're giving your body this much sugar and you're not providing it with nutrients instead of, you know, you're giving it just refined sugars instead. But anyway, so that it was like the first time where I kind of had to tell someone, not tell her like, no, you can't have candy, obviously, but provide the education on like, this is what this is doing to your body. And you do not have to say goodbye to it forever or restrict it forever, but just know what it's going to do for you. And then once you are able to stop having it, I promise you it's not going to seem as sexy and appealing as it does right now. Like I remember in the past, anytime I would walk by like a candy store or a chocolate store, I'd be like, oh my gosh, like I have to go and I have to go in. And even now, sour candy is my jam. Like I thought I'd never be able to turn that down. And for Valentine's Day, my fiance got me like some sour candy and I was eating it and I was like, I hate this right now. I already feel what it's doing to my body. I already know I'm going to be paying the price later. And this sucks. It's not even appealing to me anymore. So it's really interesting to know because, and I'm glad that I kind of shared my at least experience with some of going gluten-free there. But I really truly believe that like if people would try it and once they're like even just fueling their body on a healthy regular level, they're not going to ever feel like they're restricting themselves of anything. I don't feel like I'm restricting myself of anything and there are way more foods that I try to lean further away from now than there were when I was following a more like bodybuilder style diet where I was also restricting foods, but it was like a really unhealthy relationship then. I don't know if that makes a ton of sense, but that's sort of my experience with that. Yeah, I think it does. So because I think the mindset before when you're saying like, you know, you can't have certain foods and then it would make you want them more. I think it's because like in my head, I was like, oh, that food is going to make me fat or that food doesn't hit my calorie goals. So I literally cannot have it or else I'm going to be fat. And so like in my head, I was like, well, if I want to be fat or maybe maybe it won't make me fat if I just eat it one day and I sit it in on one day, you know, right, but right now it's more like, oh, OK, so that candy has sugar in it. And if I have it before bed, it's going to disrupt my sleep and then it might lead to more sugar cravings and it's just going to hurt my stomach. So, OK, maybe I'll have like a bite, but I'm not going to eat a bunch of it. You know, it's just like understanding how it makes you feel is so different than just like being like, hey, I can't have this at all. Oh, yeah. Honestly, yeah. you summed that up really well. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because even with our clients, typically what we do is and it's hard because some people that have a history of like restricting and they still kind of feel like restricted. We don't do this. But with people that are in that place and they just want to feel healthier, typically what we'll do is like a four week elimination diet slash meal plan. After those four weeks, they don't want to eat like shit ever again because they they know what it's like to feel so good. So I think probably the biggest thing I know at first we're talking about, you know, not feeling restricted, but 
you know, if, if you're in a place where maybe you restricted before and then now you're on the other side and you're like totally just overeating and eating a bunch of shit, try just like sticking to whole foods for a couple of weeks. And I think that that will really clear up the whole trying to have cheat days and fitting in certain foods. Definitely. And it's something too, like that was a weird concept for me because I was in a place where I was like, no, I'm not. Why would I restrict myself of anything? I already know what that does to me. And then it's like, but once you know what it does to you, not mentally or because you're afraid of getting fat, but once you know like what it actually is going to do to you, it's a lot easier. And it's not like we've said, it's not restriction. It's more a matter of well, I feel a lot better when I don't do this, or I know what this is going to do to me for not just today, but probably the next two days, maybe even three days. So yeah, that's a really great way to explain that because yeah, it's not necessarily restricting whenever you're doing it to feel a lot better, at least for me and in my head. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like a good analogy of it. But I guess it's just like when you have the knowledge of nutrition, it's like the same thing with sleep. If you don't sleep, you're going to feel like shit. So, of course, you're going to sleep, you know? Right. The same concept. Knowledge is definitely power in this scenario. Yeah. Okay. So I would love to know if you have any good resources, because I know for me, getting out of the restriction and and feeling more like just like myself and eating more whole foods and stuff, I definitely have a couple of books and and stuff that I recommend to people do you have anything that was really helpful for you um i'm trying to think of in terms of books for me what helped me a lot just because i'm somebody who's like i need to see the data i need to see the numbers like i have to believe this to want to do it so i mean any type of like educational reading that i could get i think one of the books that really 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 changed things for me somewhat recently was glucose revolution that was definitely like a good eye-opening, interesting read. I also would say in terms of my birth control journey, I never in my life thought that I would get off birth control because for a long time, I really was fine. Like I didn't notice any symptoms. I didn't notice changes in digestion. I didn't, but I also hadn't had any blood work done. Although, I mean, that would probably show what it would show if you were on birth control. But I just was like, there's no way I would get off it. Like I could never... And then I would always see women talking about utilizing their cycle to their benefits. And I was like, gosh, like I really want to be able to track my cycle. And I can't do that being on birth control. I guess the one thing was I'd been on birth control for like two, three years. And I didn't even have, it's hard to say I didn't have a regular cycle because we know it's not really your true cycle, but nothing consistent there. So it was really just causing me more stress of like, oh my gosh, am I going to be like bleeding <laughs> today or not? What's the deal? So Coming off of that, the the book that I read, which we had talked about in the past too, I think, Beyond the Pill, I literally was one chapter in and I was like, get this out of my body. I cannot believe it because doctors do not educate you about what it does to your body at all, at all. And reading that book was so huge and helpful. And I kind of followed her entire protocol coming off of it, literally have had regular cycles I had my first cycle literally the month I got off, which was insane because in the past I had gone on birth control, came off, and I didn't have a period for a year. So that was terrible. But this time around, I was able to provide my body with the nutrients that it needed in that state and literally have had regular cycles since then. No horrible PMS. 
it's like the period that I had like hoped and prayed I would have. So that book was huge for me. There's another one. I was literally just talking about it and I can't remember the name, but it was The Gut to Brain something. And the cover of it is a brain that looks kind of like... Okay. I know you're thinking you know, Yeah. I have that. It's like, I think it's just the gut brain connection. I think so. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. So that book was really, it's really like a very, not like a fun read necessarily. But then again, for me, I personally like have to have that information for me to want to change. Like for me, more knowledge is more power. And then honestly, there's this girl. She has an Instagram account. I know her name's Adriana. I'm not even sure, but she posts a lot about having a healthy relationship with your mind and with food and with your body. And a lot of what she was posting was just like hitting home for me when I needed to see it. And I was like, holy cow. And I'm not someone to normally go to Instagram for any inspiration. Honestly, I like try to stay off it if I want inspiration. But her page, maybe I'll share it with you if I can remember it. But it was like really just gold content for me. Yeah, those would be kind of like my main, I guess, three, two, three resources. Yeah, if you find her page, I can put it in the show notes too. Okay, definitely. But yeah, I would say it's probably something similar where if you find that you're like really heavily involved in just, you know, tracking your food and and just training and just on your physique. I think it's really good to branch out a little bit and get different forms of movement. For me, mountain biking was huge or getting my dog was huge because I did hiking more. So I had different forms of activity that took me out of the gym. So I didn't feel like a couch potato if I wasn't training. I think also just I mentioned it a couple of times with the book Letting Go by David Hawkins. Mm-hmm. So, so good. And that just helped me realize, you know, why was I so obsessed with the way I looked in the first place? You know, it was like my ego and my pride and and thinking that like I was better than because I looked a certain way. So that was a really good book, too. And then other things, I think just doing it, I think, yeah, just doing the inner work. I, I think it's really important to realize that any type of addiction to something is an imbalance in you and like your mental state. So if you're really addicted to the gym and the way you look and all of that, it's really good to take a step back and reflect on like why, why that is. That's Yeah. Something that helped me in terms of movement was I was always super anti-CrossFit because I was like, oh, I don't ever want to look like a CrossFitter. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go make myself do a group fitness class. Like I've always been super against group fitness. I never liked it. And I was like, I'm just going to do it because I need a community. And it's something that I've been like, you know what? I would do it. So I'm going to make myself try it. And Once I did it, I was like, wow, there are a lot of benefits to having a community. Like I was around people who were just normal people that wanted to move their body, get stronger, improve their cardiovascular health. And that was it. Like there there is not a single physical goal in that gym. Everybody just the gym that I went to specifically, I can't speak for all gyms, but that was probably one of the biggest assisters in my transition into like this kind of mindset was just being like, oh, I can do anything. I learned gymnastics when I was there. I got, I did a lot of aerobic work that I would have never done. Honestly, I learned like Olympic lifts. So just finding other methods of doing uh, movement, like you said, like for you, mountain biking and stuff, it doesn't have to be something that you do to physically look a certain way, but, oh, I'm doing this because I want to be 80 years old and be able to like bend down and pick up a grandkid. Like that's where I try to like take my mind to with that type of stuff. But I love that. That's huge. And yeah, just like chat, like making yourself do it. It's not going to be comfortable and it's probably 
not going to go well at first, of course, because it's something new that neither of us had done at that time. So at least for me, it was a pretty ugly like <laughs> road getting out of there, but it does get better. And I guess the only, yeah, the only way to get there is to make yourself try to do it. Yeah. And I love to, that reminded me of something so important is just when you're saying like a community of people that aren't caring what they look like, because when we're on social media and if you have parents that maybe make comments about their own body or friends that make comments about their own body, your whole world is just trying to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, you even see people that, oh, they're super materialistic, which is fine. Like, I, I love my stuff that I have that's more materialistic. But when you're always involved in that, it's really hard to to focus on you as a person rather than what you show up as to the world. So it's really important to you to have a good community. If you're in a relationship where it's all about, you know, your appearance and sex and all of that, like that's another thing too. get out of that and find someone yeah. that like really appreciates you for you. So I think that's also really huge. Yeah, that's huge. That's why I have unfollowed any page that's posting Same. in bikini pics like this, because I'm like, it doesn't help me. It's not what I want. Not that I'm against it or anything. It's like, it's not for me. It's not for me where my morals are at and where I need to be to be the best version of myself. That's one reason why I love your page and why we probably still stay connected for this long. Because it's like, I want to see things that are going to inspire me and people that would want to support me and that I can support versus just something that's very surface level and superficial. So that was a really good point you shared there. I like that. Yeah. And take it from someone who has, I used to have like 220,000 followers at one point. Like these are just normal people, you know, <laughs> don't, don't worry too much about idolizing them. I know for me, I, I look like a potato. So like right now I'm slunched over and I have rolls, but on my Instagram, I don't. So it, yeah, try not to idolize people just for their bodies because you don't know. Like I, when I was looking my best or my leanest, I was a shit person. Like I was, I was not a great person. So there's much more than that to life. But yeah, this last little section here got me fired up because I don't yeah, know I forgot about it. Right. It didn't even come to my mind. And I'm like, no, this is the most important part. Yeah. They better listen to the end. It's always- I know. <laughs> I know. I'll put a little audio clip. But yeah, definitely. If you're going to listen to anything here, it's that it's just, you know, seeing who you surround yourself with and your perception of people. Yeah. OK, so before we share where people can find you, do you have any last points that you wanted to get out? I guess my last points would be maybe a little reminder to be kind to yourself, be kind to your body. Don't speak to yourself that or in a negative way. So speak to yourself in a way that you would if you were talking to somebody that you love. That's something that also has helped me a lot. Um, If I'm looking at myself in the mirror thinking negatively or thinking I don't like this part of me, just reminding everything that my body does for me and everything that your body does for you on a daily basis and continue to treat it with love, treat it with kindness, because your body will know when you are not (laughs) being kind to it. And even if you're not saying it, if you're just thinking it, it already knows. I agree. Yeah, there's a in the book, Letting Go, everyone should should read it and listen to it, whatever. But it talks about that too, how it's just like your body always knows. They did a test. It was a strength test where, you know, you put out your arm and you think of a negative thought and then someone pushes on your arm, it's going to go down. And then when you think of a positive thought and someone pushes on your arm, it's going to be so much stronger. I forget the percentage, but like significantly stronger. So you're, you're like you said, your body knows. So yeah, it's really important. Okay. So I know you have a YouTube and an Instagram. So what are those? My Instagram is Kira, K-I-R-R-A underscore O'Brien. And my YouTube is K 
Kira O'Brien with a little X and then Strong Sisters United. So you could either search Kira O'Brien or you could search Strong Sisters United because that is a long title. But if you search either, it should pop up. <laughs> okay, cool. That was a really great chat. I'm so honored to get to be a yeah. part of this. Yeah, this is awesome. Okay, cool. So we'll, I'll definitely have you back on if you want to come back on because this was fun. All right, well, thanks guys for listening and see you on the next one. Thanks again for listening to the Holistically Healthy Podcast. If you enjoyed, make sure to leave a review as I will be picking one of you to win a free consultation with me every quarter. If you want more information or immediate help, head to www.wholenothingback.net and apply for coaching.